All right, so this week we are going to be talking about the themes and nuances of The Big O. Season 1, Episode 2, Dorothy Dorothy. I have so many Big O's to share with you guys. Yeah, it's going to be that kind of episode. Hi, I'm David. <laughs> Hi, David. Hi, David. Hi, David. Hi, David. Are you going to say who we are? How long have you been in um, uh, animation podcast and pod- podcast anonymous? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been seven days since my oh, last podcast. It's, it's, it's been, been one year. This is a uh, this is our really? one year episode. <gasps> no, is it really? Way. Wow. Happy birthday to yeah. us! Wow, and That's we still amazing. have the same three listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, well, we're consistent. You know, it's kind of fitting because I think that uh, the first podcast or the first episode we did were just the four of us. So Aww. it fits nicely. Just the four of us. So you're um, listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that proves that this is a quorum of idiots. I'm Matt. I'm Adam. I'm Mike. Hey, Zoo Crew, I got a question for you. Have yeah. any of you experienced the big O before? <laughs> this one time uh, uh etc ask your doctor if the big o is right for you let's see here what oh this is our halloween episode i just went to go look at the schedule oh yeah oh that too happy halloween everybody uh yeah i hope um i hope most of you are drunk oh yeah we are yeah. if you're gonna listen to this yeah yeah and one needs to be i guess technically the day after is our one-year anniversary of the first episode being released. That's yeah. right. Wow. It's the Viking New this, Year. The Viking New Year. Is this year. paper? Um, it's paper? Is it paper? Yeah, this, uh, I think it's paper. the first anniversary is paper, I think. I yeah, think you, right. you, you got to transcribe the episode. <laughs> no, you got to give us paper. Our walking papers. <laughs> Amazingly terrible, where you need plan B for your brain when you listen to us. Jeez. That's pretty. Wow, that's wow. He's just so raw. Yeah, that's that's pretty. <laughs> Save that one for some other time. That's pretty gross and uh, also kind of on the nose. So yeah, <laughs> you really zoo crude us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what actually are we watching, guys? Oh wait, so the, the big O. The modern tradition, though, for the first wedding anniversary is clocks. So, no, no, it's paper. No. Clocks? Paper's the traditional. The modern is clocks. Oh, modern. Sorry, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't hear you say modern. I just thought you said traditional because I wasn't Wait, listening to you. That's fair. Which one is the iPod vert anniversary? <laughs> that's the super, <laughs> mo- super ultra modern. The iPod anniversary. Uh, I think that's, that's around the, uh, five years, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the one where you just assume you're not going to last longer than ten years, and so you just go in straight for, like, Tiffany... Uh, you know, and and iPods and crystals or something. I don't know. Oof. You really know the way to a woman's heart, Mike. Yeah, you do. Straight through the sternum. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, then. I don't know, fellas. I feel like there's not going to be a whole lot for us to talk about with today's episode of uh, The Big O, so... All right, let's talk about then the uh, resale value of a diamond-encrusted iPod 1. 
10,000. Did you have a, a particular find recently? How were they, they encrusted? I will give you 10,000 units. <laughs> for, for that. Yeah. It's a mean penis. <laughs> you, hey, it is up to the buyer to determine the value of the units. Oh, okay. And also the contents of the units. Then I would like $10,000 million bills, please. Um, it'll be in the mail. Do, do they, Sounds good. Do they make million-dollar bills? I think they only go as high as 10000 don't they? Hey, for legal you tender. know what? I will I will send you some million-dollar bills. <laughs> Please do. That would be awesome. Bill Yates. I just want to see you put the work in to draw a million-dollar bill. Bill Yates. I would use Photoshop, so don't give me so much credit. Billy Bob Thornton. Yes? What about yes. Billy? Billy Bob Thornton would be on a, a ten. A, a million dollar bill. He's on the, the million dollar bill. Because Bill Clinton's already on the three dollar bill. Um, Billy Bob Thornton has always skeezed me out. That's oh, yeah. th- that, that's, that's, that's his shtick. Yeah. yeah, that's his thing. He's supposed to. Wasn't he like married to or like in a very serious relationship with Angelina Jolie before she? Yeah, they were married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, she had a vial that's of right. his yeah. blood on her neck. So I don't know who was creepier in that relationship, actually. No, that's good for for identification. <laughs> in case he ever dies, she could clone him almost um, immediately. God, who's who's the painter? Um, the, Kincaid, Thomas Kincaid, the about? guy who paints yeah who paints like uh, pastoral pastiche kind of crap. He um he would sign a lot of his pictures with ink that had his own synthesized blood in it so that it could tell whose DNA was in the signature in the future. Ah, hmm. uh, that's so, that's so blase. Who is the one who actually sent his ear to his lover? That's Van Gogh. Yeah. He, w- he was mentally ill. Yeah. So Wasn't there also some question about whether that, that story is true? I, I thought recently... It was ap- apocryphal. I thought, yeah, well, I thought uh, recently somebody... They unearthed some stories that there were actually like local kids, like twenty-year-olds that lived around there, that he was friends with, and the officer who actually uh, uh, like walked the beat and frequented that area believed that one of the kids shot his ear off, and he made up that whole story just to make sure the kid didn't get in trouble. No, <laughs> that uh, seems like a lot of extra work. It was one of those kids shot him. No, yeah, and he, that's what I was saying. And he claims, and he claims to that it was suicide, and that's how he died. I think that's the story. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, because they he he didn't die right away, right? Like he the police yeah. actually came and he was dying from the gunshot wound. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was conflated that whole storyline. All right. The Big O. The Big O. What? Yeah. What? Are, what is it so, about? The Big Adam, O. Adam, can you tell us a little bit about the history yeah, of the Biggest O? I would love this. to tell you a little bit more history of the Biggest O. Uh, the Big O was the creation of uh, Kechi Sato and uh, Kayoshi. Oh, I'm so glad Kaliyama. you got this episode. <laughs> I, can't <laughs> I can't pronounce any of those. And uh, Kayoshi Kariyama. And Kariyama uh, was just fresh off of directing Those Who Hunt Elves um, in 1996. And he started creating the layouts and character designs for The Big O. Uh, the project kept getting like delayed and derailed, though, just because both Sato and Katayami had a ton of other 
animes they were working on. They had a whole bunch of other work they were working on. Um, the Big O itself is designed as what I'm calling a cyber noir series. Um, it was heavily influenced by the old uh, Takosatsu Kaiju movies uh, in the Kaiju series. They used to be very popular in Japan. And then Batman, of course. Yep. Um, the big lots o, of Batman. Lots of Batman. Batsmen, is that right? Mm-hmm. Batting men. Bat- Batsmen. Um, the Big O. Man Bat. The Big O made its uh, debut in 1999 on uh, the Sun Channel in Japan, uh, and it was originally planned to be a 26 episode series, but it got cut short uh, because it was not popular at all in Japan. Um, so they basically so they, did, so they did. They didn't finish the story. Well, here's the thing: they, they kind of did. Um, so they did 13 episodes of the original run, but when it released in 2001 in the U.S. on Cartoon Network, it actually was very popular. So because of that international fan base, they the, the networks basically came back and said, okay, let's do the next 13 episodes as the second season, and then we'll see what happens from there. And in fact, even uh, Cartoon Network actually got the options for another 26 episodes after the first 26 after the first 26 episodes aired. However, there was about a two-year period between when the first season aired and the second season aired, and at that time, the fan base cooled a fair amount. And they actually didn't really make as much money off of DVD sales as they were expecting it to, so the Cartoon Network basically were, came back and were like, we're, we're not picking this up. It's not going to happen. So, Two seasons is all you get. Adam. Yeah, pretty much. So, riddle me this. Why is it called the Big O? R- riddle me this with holes. <laughs> well, uh, technically, actually, let me pull it up here real quick. Technically, I think that it's called in Japanese the Z- Big Orgasm. Zabigu U. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're so racist. You're a Big U. So I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, they do have an O sound in Japanese. All the robots mm. are called Big This or Big That. Yeah, Big Something, Big... Well, and, and the robots themselves are uh, known as uh, Megadeuce. That's what yep. they, they call, instead of saying mechs or something like, or giant robot, they say Megadeuce. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the Big O was co-produced by Sunrise, Bandai Visual, and Cartoon Network. They all three kind of came together for this. Oh, Bandai. So let me guess. There were toys. Well, there were going to be toys. Yeah, here's the thing. Sato is even on the record for, as saying that it was a gimmick to create toys, and they basically pitched this to Bandai, the Bandai Hobby Division, and they said, nope. We don't want to make toys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is too crazy. Uh, however, despite that, Sunrise... Uh, the Sunrise Studios, they did say that they wanted several more character designs and several different robots in the series just in case they wanted to make toys later on. In 2012, Bandai Entertainment Division was closed by its parent company, Bandai Namco Holdings, and Sentai Filmworks purchased the Big O in 2013. Um, for, for those of us who watched the episode, well, you will have mm, noticed yeah. that... It is very similar in animation style to uh, Batman the Animated Series. 
Oh, hey, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What, what are you getting at there, Adam? Nothing, you non-cartoon-watching motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, I don't just not watch cartoons. I don't watch anything that we talk y- about. Yeah, you're barely <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm very That's, consistent. That is not yeah. true. We we have watched you watch uh, anime before. There was that yeah, Vikings we've watched one. you. You're doing a terrible Derek impression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why can't you be more normal? Why can't I be more Wait, like Derek? Derek's normal? Fuck. He's I mean, the most he's... normal out of all yeah, of us. Yeah, he's the oh, normalest okay. one fair. of us. Because he, he's had the least amount of time to be indoctrinated into the Us clan. Because he, he, touched a, he touched a girl's food. Because he spent the, le- the least time with, with us. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's the most normal, yeah. He right. knows he he knows what love is. So this this series is very similar to uh, well he, he knows what love is because of us right because we love him long yeah, time yeah yeah yep what's love got to do got to do with it what's love but a second hand emotion okay this is why Matt draws and doesn't sing oh, oh shit <laughs> burn shots. Fire! Damn! I I was hoping you two would be like harmonizing next. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. I mean, accurate, but ouch. No, I'm a terrible singer. Oh, you should. I'm a terrible singer too, so that's why I didn't try to join it. You know, that's what we should do next. Next. That's uh, why you started it. Next RPG game, we should find a karaoke bar and just go and shit all over each other. How about, I'm, no. I'm like, How about I'm we like, don't do that? I'm like William Shatner. If I'm going to sing, I'm going to do the smoking cigarette and talking version the, of it. The talk uh, okay. Because yeah. I'm a rocket man. I'm like William Shatner in that I shat in a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> I shart a lot because I'm old. Oof. Oh, Mike, you mm-hmm. got to get that checked out. Yeah, sharticles of war. <laughs> <laughs> Sharticle number 27 of the day. Yeah. Uh, Sharticles of Confederation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This um, is the, our dumbest joke. This is, this is like the worst. I, I have a feeling that this is actually going to be like our worst episode ever. It's just well, it's uh, we don't have a lot of source material to go no. off of. So this is why I'm going so much in detail, like the production <laughs> See, of this fucking. Thing. We're already getting disappointed size from David. <laughs> <laughs> I think David really liked this episode too. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's move okay. on with it. Uh, okay, so the animation style is very similar to Batman the Animated Series. That's mainly because Sunrise was a subcontractor for Warner Brothers Animation. So they actually worked yeah. on the Batman series. Um, and uh, Ro- they, they said specifically that Roger is specifically, literally, a pastiche of Batman and Bruce Wayne. And it's just yep. sort of set in this weird cyber-noir environment. Um, uh, overall, this show wears its influences very loudly, but does. is aware of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It doesn't try to hide them. It doesn't try to like change the fact that it's just sort of borrowing from all these different genres and specific yeah. ip so um i think they even the, the city that all this takes place in is called paradigm city and they even like in the pitch for this they said it was going to be a gotham like city so yep uh and it's overly specific in how much the main character roger is like batman he's uh outrageously wealthy batman. he's got crazy gadgets to help him fight crime in different ways he has like high tech over stylized vehicles, specifically only wears black. It even states that yep. in this episode. And he's essentially a detective. 
but he calls himself a negotiator because that's like a specific role within the city but he's he's basically a detective so um like a private detective yeah and he's a playboy type private dick uh, so one of the weird things with the production of this is Sunrise requested a manga be created from the series before the anime came out in order to try to like build up hype. And uh, Hatashi Ariga uh, wrote a six-volume serial that began its release in Magazine Z three months before the series started. Wow. Uh, this uh, series also has an audio drama that was released on September 21st of 2000. And the Big O was featured in Super Robot Wars D for the Game Boy Advance. Bandai eventually did create model kits of the mechs in the show. And then uh, later on, Max Factory uh, created action figures based on the series in like 2011. Um, I, <laughs> um, I had never seen this show. I think I had heard the name. I had seen it. I saw it when it came out on uh, Cartoon Network a little while back in the day. But, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was actually here in America. Oh, did yeah. you not listen to? Yeah, that's where it was popular. Yeah. So um, I think we can safely say no. Yeah, he wasn't listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. The noir aspects of the series is not just because of the setting being a lot like Gotham. It's um, in like the animation. They actually do a lot of different like framing techniques. And I thought you might be able to speak to this a little bit more, Matt, because like the the animation they choose to like animate in really odd angles, and they were specifically yep. trying to draw upon like the touch angles that were used in the war. Yeah, and, they uh, do a lot of up up shots, dramatic up shots. Yeah, and lots of Dutch angles, uh, lots of um, uh, uh, angles that um, make the characters look isolated. So my the way that I would if somebody asked me like just point blank what is this series in a nutshell and I had to give like my like quick elevator pitch of what the series is, um, I would it would say easily this is basically Batman meets Blade Runner in a cyber noir series in which a giant robot that rises from the earth to fight inside of Gotham is the norm, and then also everybody has amnesia. I would say it's a trope salad. I, w- I wouldn't say yeah. Batman. I would say it's it's Bruce Wayne piloting a giant mech. Wow. No, yeah. that's true. That's true. But it, it is like Batman meets Blade Runner, though. Is essentially. What it oh is. yeah, I mean it's a Batman is a huge stylistic influence on this show. Yeah. Uh, in the in the color choices, in the um, the setting, the a- the shot choices and angles and um, the the um, compositions, yeah, and setting. Um, the, this is a weird show. Uh, it, it it definitely didn't help that we got dropped into the second part of a two parter. Yeah, uh, that that didn't help. But in all fairness, um, the recap. But it's a weird the, show. The recap of the, the the first part of the the pilot was pretty spot on, and I don't know if we actually needed a whole lot aside from that to know what's happening. Well, honestly, like, get the flavor of it. It seems like a lot happens, but not a lot happens. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I do think that it's Batman-like in that it is absurd what oh, yeah. the main character has and possesses. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Why does he have any of these things? And also, like, how how is it that like nobody's put two and two together and just 
I mean, you you kind of get the, follow- the feeling that something has happened, but like ultimately, in the, at the end of this episode, it really is like nobody really puts it together that the wealthiest yeah. man in the city is the guy that owns the giant robot. Or just uh, follow the fucking tunnel. Yeah, like, just follow the giant trail of destruction. It, yeah, yeah. Why isn't this city just literally filled with massive holes everywhere? Yeah. Every yeah. time that the robot is like, "I'm done," he just <laughs> he Sub- just submerges, stumps on the ground and sinks into the earth. Yeah, just submerges beneath the street. It's not even like earth. It's like the infrastructure yeah. of the city is being destroyed every time the city the robot shows up, and every time the robot goes away, and it's like how. How does anybody get anywhere? There would just be, there'd be no streets left. So, yeah. Anyway, so here's my summation of the episode. Let's do it. Bat Wayne gains accidental possession of a real doll after destroying several city blocks worth of infrastructure and getting an old scientist killed over a thoroughly botched negotiation. Then. Done. All right. The end. Okay. All right. Let's let's call it a night. Was this was this show terrible? Amazingly terrible. <laughs> <laughs> would would you let your kids watch it? Um, that's a pretty that's a pretty tight summary. Let's go into a little bit yeah, of detail. We'll go into a little bit of detail. Um, so I, and, and by a little bit, I mean two to three hours. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> so I, I actually have no idea why they had like weird religious texts associated with it. Um, I, I have some guesses that I'll go into at the end. Um, but every in the opening of the episode, we get a shot of the robot rising out of lava, basically. Yeah, with... it's it's the end of T two in reverse. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and the line that is read is cast in the name of God. Ye not guilty. And if I recall correctly, that is something that pops up on a monitor inside of Big O every time Roger gets in it to pilot. And it's almost like the machine is like judging him to determine is, if he's okay to be piloting. Yeah, the it, Big O likes that. cryptic shit. Is it me or do a lot of anime directors have god complexes or overly complicated relationships with religion um no no they, they seem well adjusted it's you <laughs> okay <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right then um well, i i feel like this is my this might be me getting into like a little bit of uh, uh prejudice on my part in racism sure yeah but yeah go go with that when, when i was living in japan i felt like religion there was much more tangible than it is here in the u.s and I know that there's like a lot of different word of melting pot, a lot of different religions, a lot of different places of worship. But I don't feel like in the U.S. your average Joe will just sort of walk into a church, say a quick prayer, and leave. The only time they do that is when there's a is when somebody is actually like very religious. So are you saying they don't have any possessions or no, religion too? No. What, what what I'm saying is the. <laughs> <laughs> You're a butthead. Religion. I feel like religion in Japan is a little bit more uh, accessible to everybody. Like the Shintoism, the Buddhism. I feel like it's just a, a little. Yeah, bit you more just accessible. have to walk up a thousand steps to get to their temples. Mm-hmm. Well, in some you know, places, you, you other just, places, you have to you, just take you, a bus. You, so. And there's a good chance you're going to have sex with some sort of fox demon. 
or or the spirit of the uh that's just a cute the, 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 the spirit of the onsen um of senpai i, I of the agree pool. with that i mean i i think that um i think that religion in america is more diffuse because the we tend you know a lot of the religious portion of the population tends to live in the suburbs or in the country and um just dropping into a church becomes more difficult yeah i can see that too but there's still, you know, lots of people who go to go to church and no, no, no. go to church yeah. to, to and pray. I, and I'm saying that we're like we're not <laughs> a, like a heathenistic, a heathenistic society. But I, I do feel like in the U.S., more frequently it's regimented to like, okay, we're going to go to church on Sunday. Like even the people that are like casually yeah. religious, it's like we're going to go to church on our day of worship. Whereas in Japan, it's really like, oh, I'm walking past the temple. I'm going to go in real quick and say a quick prayer to uh, the fox deity. Yeah. Here's my honest answer, though, Mike. Um, I I don't think that actually there there are they are that obsessed with religion. I think just a lot of them are very um, melodramatic and pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and, you know, wrestling with those big themes yeah, is like yeah. the those way big round themes, the big <laughs> circular O themes, juicy. But that's like an easy shorthand to be like, oh, I'm saying something deep. I yeah, have something really yeah. deep to say about these about these issues. Um, Here's a way for me to create substance without necessarily having to go into the detail of what that substance is. Yeah, it, yeah it's also like, it, I mean, it's very easy because you, you can just pick up. All, it comes with all this loaded imagery and um, all these like rituals and architecture and iconography and behaviors and characters it's very easy to overlay it as a system into your cartoon and be like okay well just you know throw this stuff in and it kind of uh uh is like an easy way easy shorthand to get depth so the, as we mentioned already this episode is the second part of the pilot uh and immediately we're given a recap by roger uh who calls himself the negotiator which is really just a job it's not, uh, or like a title for a job, not a uh, proper name at all. Are there other negotiators? They don't really make that clear. They don't. I'm, I'm not really too sure if there are. Um, just because it, it is a relatively, it's it, Paradigm City is supposed to be a city-state, but it's still a relatively small city, comparatively. Um, so, so, it's tough to say. I don't know. And we open the episode in the aftermath of the battle that the Big O just had with another mega douche. Yeah. We were basically told that Roger was brought in for a simple kidnapping exchange. It went sideways. A giant robot showed up. So Roger jumped into his giant robot uh, and they fought. Which he just has, you know, the way you do. So apparently Big O destroys the quote-unquote bad Megadus, which I think is called Dorothy 1, and it almost crushes the kidnapped victim who is named Dorothy, and it seems that Dorothy was controlling Dorothy 1, um, because as soon as Dorothy 1 gets destroyed, quote-unquote destroyed, it really just got a giant hole punched in the center of it, uh, Dorothy just froze and then didn't move at all. Well, D- Dorothy is an android, and we learned that very early on. And she's um, sh- she's doing a worse job than maybe like Data in simulating being a human. Uh, <laughs> yes, she's she's she, not very good at her uh, 
the role she's yeah. supposed to be playing later on. So she's convincing nobody because that bitch is creepy. Yeah. And also, apparently, in this city, uh, men are used to just grabbing women and trying to like move them, just being like handsy and grabby with the ladies. Because mm. she tries, people try to grab her multiple times and cannot move her because she's so heavy. Yeah, they really drive home that she's very heavy. Um. So what winds up happening is the big O just sort of walks off when the police show up, and the police actually like are setting up a perimeter. Did anyone notice the grappling hook uh, hip bone from yes. the big at O? The very start. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a weapon, a grappling weapon of some type that just sort of shot a spike into. Yeah, uh, it was like a, rest- a retractable spike on a chain that yeah. comes out Anyone of his that uh, hip. didn't notice it uh, hadn't watched the episode, like me. Yeah, I wonder who you did that. You admit you didn't watch the episode. My, oh, You were in so much trouble, young man. How dare you? I'm busted. How dare you? We were going to... You're. We're going to bust you right down to <laughs> we, private. We were going to go out for milkshakes after this. Now mm-hmm. nobody gets milkshakes. I hope you're no happy. milkshakes. Oh, milkshakes oh, sounds so I love good. Milkshakes. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Except Adam, for- fuck you. <laughs> you know, I can't have milkshakes because my tooth is sensitive to cold. <laughs> That's that sucks, buddy. You get more fluoride. I'm gonna get a root canal. Oh, buddy. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Oh, that sucks, man. All right, All right let's move on. Uh, <laughs> well, so yeah. I'll tell you um, how it goes. I, wait, I was just David. wondering if it was like a, uh, like a sensor thing that they made the grappling hook come out of the hip and not the groin. And not the crotch. Or the, yeah. or the boobs. Mm, yeah. Because well, that was, I'm, that was an odd it. choice of how to design a robot. It definitely it, the was. Overall, but... the big O is a very weird design. Like, yeah, almost intentionally so. Like, it's supposed to be like a noir robot of some type. So. Kind of. Uh, Say noir at least seven more times. Noir, 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 noir. Was that seven? I think that was seven. Sure. He's a very weird design. And he sinks into the ground, and we learn that there's a system of tunnels underneath the city. And he just sinks into, like, this giant Oculus container thing that's on the back of two trains. And then it drives, you know... It's a transport platform. But no, th- this is the part that, that you were even talking about earlier, Matt, because the big yeah. guy basically like, walks five feet away, sinks in the ground, and all of the the cops are just like, oh, he got away. Yep, can't it's do, over. Can't do anything about that. Yeah, and, we're shocked. And the weird uh, thing was... You can't, is, like, go down there and just follow the tunnels. Roger actually jumps out of the big O as it's submerging, because you just suddenly see him on, on the street level, and he's, like, waving at the cops, and the cops still aren't like, yeah, like oh... You're under arrest. Taunting the captain. Because you were piloting that mech that just destroyed so much stuff. Get your ass over here. We're going to throw you in jail. Well, the big O is his secret identity. It, that's his Batman. That's his Batman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he only, he very rarely uses it, but it's like a secret. He, they, they, multiple times throughout the episode, he makes it clear that like nobody knows he has this big O. Yeah. So, um, this is also the first time that we get the... Uh, mention of memories and like the weird dynamic of everybody in the city associated with their memories because this is what because the cops says something along the lines of that uh, we'll find somebody that remembers what's down there specifically talking about the hole that the robot went into uh, right they said one of these days we're going to go down there and get rid of that thing referring to big o 
um, there and and this comes up later in the episode, but there's like a a uh, there's a market, maybe even a black market in memories, and people are like trying to track down memories to understand the city that's around them because the 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 event forty years ago Just wiped everyone and gave them all am- amnesia. Yeah. And and yeah, nobody knows what the event was. They still don't know what happened. And uh, apparently, as as far as like in the the background for the the show for the series, the um, the area Paradigm City is a giant dome city, and the area outside of Paradigm City is actually like desert. It's a wasteland. It's a yeah. wasteland. Yeah. So. Not all of Paradigm City is domed. Some of it is no. domed, and some of it some of it isn't. And there's a real like uh, disparity Classism. between the rich and poor. Yeah, like yeah. those that live under the dome are definitely the higher class versus those that live outside the dome. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a real uh, it's a real popper in the prince type situation, you know. Yeah. So um, we do get a, a bunch of shots of the big O. You were talking about the Oculus thing. It's like a basically like a transport platform. And essentially, yeah. this is just like a bunch of subway tunnels over the city. But the big- As always with all giant mecha, they have like an insane system of automation of moving around the mecha that requires absolutely no oversight and no work from any human. Yeah, it's all automated. That just, yeah, it just moves this giant robot around. Yeah. Uh, the, the cool thing, they did a whole bunch of shots of this, but the, the cool thing that I really liked was the... And, and throughout the series, even, but this is when it first jumped in, into my uh, uh, jumped to my attention, was the um, sound effects, the actual like audio work they did for this, was mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Um, the the drawing overall in this is very good. Yeah, like it it's slick looking. Um, and then like it has that, other problems. That, but, yeah. that paired with the audio, because <laughs> I, I I even was able to like pick out specific sounds. I was like, oh, that's aliens. That's the noise that that. that the uh, loader that Ripley was in made when it was moving hmm. stuff from place to place. Um, it does fall into a lot of anime style uh, tropes in terms of its yeah, audio. Yeah. Um, I think the audio is actually the most conventional part of this show. Oh, you think so? Okay. I kind of think so, yeah. Interesting. I mean, Everything I'm, I'm else not, is I'm not trying gonna, so hard. I'm not going to argue with you about that because I like the, the pieces. There's nothing the, wrong with that. No, yeah, but in, in the pieces of the sh- like the pieces of the show coming together, just like the way that it was designed, and the sheer fact that it was essentially like cribbed from so many different things. Yeah, it it really does just it comes across as weird for the sake of being weird. It's trying yeah. really hard. So yeah. Yeah, it's like Portland. The pieces don't. <laughs> the pieces don't, don't quite fit. Yeah, and it's and it's like it's a mishmash. It's it's like let's take this from this and this from this and this. You know, let's take all our favorite bits from all our favorite shows and just, just it smash together. them together. Yeah. Um, and then throw in like a dose of just um, pointless crypticism. All right. Yeah. So the next like few scenes is just sort of. Uh, uh, Expe- we get a voiceover. Yeah, like exposition mon- coming up from yeah. Roger. Yeah, it's just his monologue of him driving home, going home, getting into a couch, talking about his day, thinking it over, and then like him not being able to drop the case, even though his job is already done. Um, 
because yeah because uh, very very on the nose noir, noir tropes yeah very much so yeah and it was all because um, like the girl that he was like supposed to be looking after asked him for protection yes so um um so he goes to visit the big ear the big ear um, and I actually liked some of the scenes in here. We got a lot. We got a lot of, like atmospheric shots of the, of the city, city. Yeah. and we saw like bums and like how people live, and that like uh, it's actually quite destitute. Um, but the city is like this, you know, pretty cool looking gothic um, uh, in post industrial city. Um, it's very stylish. Yes, very much so. Yeah, and. Um... I'm not. I'm honestly not really too sure why he went to go talk to the ear. It was really just sort of like a reason for us to get more exposition that wasn't just coming from Roger, essentially. The whole fucking conversation with the ear is unfollowable. Yeah. Yeah. And it, this this one shot really weird. Yeah, because because Roger's sitting at a different table than the big ear, because they're like trying to hide the fact that they're communicating with each other in some fashion. Even yeah, the big ear is like Roger's only contact for stuff in general. Well, we learned some thing. I guess we learn a little bit about the guy who made the android. A little bit. A little bit. Basically, he some he'd recovered some memories yeah. and uh, was living outside the city and mm -hmm. used those memories to build an android. Yeah, yeah, and this is when we we get a little bit more of that information about memories being like a commodity and like yeah certain memories being thought to like not exist at all because even roger in this said that nobody possesses the technical memories necessary to make a robot so yeah that's my problem and then uh the big ear just happens to say something about a nightingale and for no reason roger goes to a fancy bar yes uh he's learned the story of the nightingale uh, which honestly like makes no fucking sense. But no. he goes to this bar <laughs> and kind of has multiple run-ins with the bouncers. Yes, and uh, he does wind up seeing uh, uh, an old man walking in with Dorothy. And the old man, and Roger's like, hey, Dorothy, there you are. I've been so worried. And the old man calls Dorothy his granddaughter, which is really just Woody Allen code for this is my real doll. Yikes! This is my adopted sex doll. Um, <laughs> the the old guy has fantastic hair. Oh yeah, that he does. yeah, just a beautiful head of hair on that guy. Yeah, he's definitely got a mane to him. Yeah, Roger recognizes Dorothy, and they had a little conversation, and um, the old man shoes him away. Yeah, and, and, and the bouncers um, don't let him in the club because the old man, you know, right. is obviously their patron or whatever. Uh, and well, he's already we, he's already rolled, rubbed everybody the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I believe we we cut to the inside of the club, right? And Dorothy is singing, and it's like a whole like another like establishing shot to make everything look nice to show you what's going on on the inside. Eventually, yeah. it looks like she's singing, but for some reason, the nightclub is the only part in the show where the music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. It's like I can make like, an argument that it it is sucks throughout, but yeah, but th this is definitely like the music does not seem like it matches up with what's supposed to be happening in the club because it's like establishing music. It's like they're making an establishing shot and then they have like 
the mood music being set and being played instead of having yeah. her sing and actually being well, this whole s- This whole scene is kind of a montage. It's got no dialogue. Yeah. We don't understand how she got up on stage, but we see like Grandpa paying off the mu- the, the uh, piano piano player yeah. or something, and and, um, and we cut across. Ro- this was the part that I thought was relatively funny. You cut across to Roger sitting in the background, watching over the corpse of one of the bodyguards or over the corpse of one of the bouncers to the club. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, um, and I'm he... assuming he just knocked him out, but I like the idea of like Roger just straight up murdering this guy just to get inside. Um, and he confronts Dorothy as she comes off stage towards towards the backstage. And I don't even understand what his fucking issue with her is. Yeah, like why, why he doesn't just leave well enough alone. Since yeah. he sees she's fine. Yeah. She, she, you know, as always, she's super creepy and will not say anything to him. And he asks her some questions about, you know, like who her father and grandfather was. And at that point, he's accosted by some... By baddies, some bad guys. The main yeah. bad guy being a, a blonde guy in a uh, gold uh, suit named Beck. Yes, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Um, he, <laughs> this guy gave me, because of the haircut and the style of him, uh, this guy gave me serious Lupin the Third. Vibes. Yes, me too, me too. Yeah, That's exactly what I was thinking as soon as I saw him. Um, did, did any of you guys notice... Uh, Dorothy is like super pale and is she supposed to be wearing like some sort of under eye eyeliner or is it really just supposed to make her look sickly like like she has like uh, cholera or something I think it's just the animation style yeah she's not bad that's just how she's drawn (laughs) she's just drawn that way yeah anyway these guys try to adopt try to abduct Dorothy again and uh uh, they they like we cut to a wider pan of the uh, the venue and we see that one of the bad guys has got a gun on her grandpa, uh, mm-hmm. but she winds up resisting the abduction anyway and start walking towards her grandpa. At which point, time grandpa gets shot, and then Dorothy gets tased, and then Roger gets tased by one of the most confused piece of weaponry we've ever seen in this podcast, and that is saying yeah. a lot. Because Beck, um, Beck has a taser comb. Is yeah, that I, what it is? I used is? to have a switchblade yes. comb when I was yes, a kid. But, but Mike, we we know you were cool. Yes. But this Beck guy does just doesn't seem as cool as you. Yeah, your hair well, is fantastic. Beck's hair, yeah. well, it's pretty good. But it's not nearly as good as your hair. That's why we know you're the good guy of this podcast. I guess you're right. I'm rewatching the scene now. He has a taser comb. He has a taser comb. He has a stun comb. Because he stuns them and then, like, hits the comb, and the prongs go back inside, and he combs his hair real quick. Well, he stuns them twice. His... Once with the stunner and once with his good looks. Yeah, with so, his, yes, with his perfect number, hair he's... forever. The mm-hmm. number one stunner. So... I've always noticed that in anime, they always have these really cool things that just don't exist, except in the mind of the animator. The animator. (laughs) Is that the mayor of Anime Town? No, no, that's a kind of horse. It's an animator. Oh, is it? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You know, I'm coining that because animator (laughs) is 
just about the coolest thing I've ever said. I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's your next uh, cosplay outfit. Yeah, it's, be an animator. You'll be the animator. Be the animator, and it, it will be the. It the, will have like a mare sash, yeah. and I'll have a horse head. And the mayor, <laughs> yep. the mayor sash is made out of just strips of anime film, mm-hmm. and, and also and horse a, hair and a horse head and horse hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to make it clear that you're a mayor, you have to go around going, oh, "I'm in heat." <laughs> Nay. <laughs> 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 All right. So we we cut after the stun. We cut to a scene of Roger, uh, essentially trampling the crime scene with the. Uh, uh, with the police, with the blessing yeah. of the police, essentially, where the the detective, or I guess the the chief of police, or whoever it was that he was mocking earlier, is there basically mutton chops. What's that? Mutton chops. Mutton, call, call them mutton chops. Gotcha. Well, mutton chops is is essentially giving Roger all the information that he needs to solve the case and do whatever the hell he wants to do. Yeah. No questions and, uh, asked. Just here's all the information you need. Uh, they're interrupted with news that there's another giant robot fight, and uh, when they run off, um, our boy Roger starts stealing evidence. Yep. This... And he picks up a uh, mechanical doll key. Yeah. Or a mechanical toy key. Yep. He just slips it into his pocket and then immediately calls on Big O. Like he actually says Big O, I think. And um, to me, Big O, he says. Oh, does he? He says, thus ever unto sinners, to me, Big O. We just get a shot of Dorothy one walking down the street very slowly, which is something I did like about this was the fact that all of the robots, all the Mega Deuce were basically pondering giant behemoths that did not move quickly at all. They have slow and they have like super practical physical weapons. Yeah. Um, but Dorothy one is walking down the street with a gaping hole in his torso while the cop starts setting up a firing line with like bazookas and heavy weaponry. Um, we then cut, cut and see that Becky is control Becky. We cut to see that Beck is controlling it through a very shitty VR rig. Uh, and then suddenly Big O comes up out of the ground. Um, and there's a fight. Uh, there are tentacles involved. Apparently, Dorothy One has a bunch of tentacle weapons. And uh, Roger with Big O is about to land like a killer blow on Dorothy One. And uh, the head is cracked open to reveal that Dorothy One is actually being powered by Dorothy. Because she was just sort of wired into the Mega Deuce. Yeah, into the face of this thing. And she's all uh, she's all wrapped up and connected to cords. Yeah. Uh, so then suddenly, uh, we get that big tentacle fight, uh, big O -O kind of like maneuvers into like some sort of strange position with Dorothy one to the point where Roger can jump out of big O onto Dorothy one to then Mm -hmm. grapple himself up to, uh, where Dorothy is wired into it and then rip her out and jump back into big O and then run off saving the girl basically. And he has like a grapple wristwatch of some kind. We then get a shot of uh, the Big O walking to, they, they track at down where Beck is using some machinery from Dorothy One, and they track Beck down to, like, a van. In, yeah, in a, in a uh, parking garage. 
and Big O just picks up the van and shakes it a little bit and then throws it on the ground for the cops to arrest these guys. Um, yeah, that, all the people in that van are definitely dead. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Big O submerges in the ground to disappear while the cops find all the bad guys tied up in cords on the inside of the uh, van. Adam, what are you hitting? Oh, my desk. He's hitting me in just the right spots. Sorry. I'll stop. I'm, I'm literally just like got my arm splayed out on the desk because this is there's really like not much to go into here. Um, the ending of this episode is just a, a, a sweeping shot of the Smith Estate or a sweeping shot of like the city going to the Smith Estate or some shit like that. And then, well, two th- two things happen. He he returns. He goes to the br- uh, the grave of the grandpa and he puts the key on it. Is that the grave of the grandpa, or is that the grave of grandpa's daughter, or the or the father? Was it the father or the grandfather? It was the grand. Okay, so this is what I got. The android is a remake of his his daughter, daughter but he yes. calls her his granddaughter. So the robot's like is supposed to be his granddaughter, but made in the image of his daughter. Do you think when they brought it to the states and they translated again, they would have translated as mega daughter? Because <laughs> it was a mega deuce. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, like nice. Mega Man. Like oh, Mega Mega. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mega, Mega, Mega. mega Stay mega. away from my mega daughter. Um. All right, so we come back to the Smith Estate. Rod, ma- um, I'm sorry, Master Roger is in his bathrobe. Yeah. Um, he's like having internal dialogue or whatever. And then uh, his butler, uh, who is not Alfred, Alfred Pennyworth, um, but rather Alfred Pennyworth with an eye patch, basically interrupts uh, uh, Roger Smith's mu- musings to present... Um, his brand new maid, which is Dorothy in a maid outfit. Yeah. And Dorothy literally says to Roger, I want to service you because I have no place to go and I owe you an obligation. Yes. Wink, wink. She didn't she never paid for her prop protection. Wow. Mm. And then this is when Roger says, I have one rule, everybody wears black. Yeah, and uh, thus she tells him, she tells him his fashion sense sucks. Yeah, and at the end of this, I, I just say Roger has essentially inherited an old creepy scientist's real doll. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the final line is printed on the screen at the very end, um, where it says, "We have come to terms." <laughs> what are those terms? Well, again, the whole show has got tons of, like, uh, creepy for no effect or reason or um, weird esoteric, you know, misstatements. Yeah. Like like, yeah. like I said earlier, it's really, like, weird for the sake of being weird. It's like, it's like, ooh, look how cool we are with all the cool things we put together because everything's it, so cool, but it's, it's there's no so, substance. It's trying so hard. It's trying yeah, so it's hard. Trying very hard. And the, and the funny thing is, is I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a pretty decent fan base for this cartoon from folks in our generation who are like a little bit older when they watch this. And I feel like we're probably pissing a lot of people off. 
but there was there was just no substance to this. No. Oh. Did you look up the opening theme song? No, I did not. Okay, because apparently that like lava face was only in episodes one and two. And now the the usual theme song is like the visual style of from Archer. Oh, what? And the song huh. is basically Queen's Flash Gordon theme. Jeez. <laughs> so so even more with like the trying to be super cool or as cool as humanly possible. Yeah. That's definitely the sin of this show is that it really wants to be cool. Oh yeah. So that's the only sin? Not the only sin, but that's the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. Who would just take a bunch of old cartoons and try to mash them all together into one story? Yeah, that's that's oh, kind of like the worst crime you could commit. I'm listening to this now. You're out. This is this is specifically Flash Gordon. Yeah. Instead of instead of Flash, ah, uh-huh, Master of the Universe or whatever it is, it's Gordon. It's dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's the baseline. Big O. Big O, big O, big O. Jesus. This is I'm well, again, I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch the the opening theme then cuz this actually just sort of pisses me off cuz it just sort of solidifies the whole thing <laughs> of them like just trying to be the coolest thing ever and it and it just makes it lame. It I mean like I I can see what they were going for in like successfully recombining and recontextualizing all these, you know, um stylistic things into like a new form but it it's so evident what they're doing and they do it so clumsily and with to the to to the point where we know it's stone soup right we know that there's no substance yeah the emperor has no clothes well this is there you go i i'm like even more now i understand even more so why sato was like oh yeah this is just a big gimmick to sell stuff to kids there's just a big gimmick for us to try to make some money. I mean, yeah, it, sure, but it totally feels like that now. It doesn't feel like it was like because at some point in time I was like, oh, this is somebody's like loving... original as vision. No, no, no. Somebody's like loving homage to to old uh, kaiju movies or old noir movies and Batman and like wanting to like see some sort of weird mashup. Yeah, I, I, I. So I have mixed feelings in that, like. Um, I didn't I didn't enjoy it and then I went and read the Wikipedia article and did a little research and the way they talked about it I was like oh I totally want to see this show and yeah. then I was like no you just stupid you just saw this and it was bad <laughs> no I, I, I kind of did the exact same thing like I, I watched yeah. it read the Wikipedia article and it was like oh wow like somebody actually like put thought and like put put some sort of like effort into this yeah this this seems like something that would be cool but no but it also kind of like it shows that like it doesn't take just take having good taste to yeah. like to make a good cartoon. Yeah. That said, I mean, you know, this is one of many cartoons they made. I'm sure there are other great ones. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, these one, ones... one could say that about a podcast, too. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The art is gorgeous. Is. The design is really weird and good for the most part. Um, it just doesn't. Like it doesn't come together. No. Yeah, it, it's it's technically very good. Uh, all all yeah. all of the pieces of this show are good. 
but the sum of the parts do not equal the sum of the parts. Yeah. I should say the entire show does not equal the sum of the parts. So, um, do we, do we want to do any spoilers here about the series? I mean, Matt, if you read the Wikipedia article, you know, kind of where no, the plot let's, is going. Let's not, because we haven't. We don't know if we're going to continue with it. So, yeah. Okay. Do, uh, do we want to keep this? Do we want to? Is this terrible, amazing, or amazingly terrible? And should we just say if we want to keep it or not? I mean, I wouldn't go as so far as calling it terrible. It These just, are what I. That's the problem. Is I, it didn't. It, there was. It was a lot of meh. It's different. I feel like. I mean, there's a lot of potential here. I feel like, but I also feel like I don't want to give yeah. them a second chance. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think boat, there's. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in this specific episode that's good, that's adding to the conversation. Uh, I think yeah. future episodes are just going to be like ponderous and rambling. Ye yeah. self-indulgent. Yeah. Um. I kind of agree with you. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say terrible. Let's cut it. I'm going to say yep. terrible too. The only reason why I might want to keep it around is just to force Derek to watch it. But um, <laughs> mm -hmm. as punishment. Yeah. As punishment for his sins. For any, his many Derek crimes. No, it's punishment. <laughs> is that what you tell your kids mike yes i like it it's yeah a, it's a punishment it makes it seem like it's not quite so torturous uh, i'm i i'm honestly i was kind of bored so you say terrible i say terrible mike what do you say do you want to keep the show or not i know you watched it several times in great detail i took amazing notes and took copious notes i i say that it um it follows the theme of what we have watched. <laughs> so you want to where... keep it? No. Oh. Uh, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying he, that... He doesn't it, like anything we do. <laughs> it follows the theme of what we've watched where it's um, uh, terrible and it's our punishment for all of the horrible things we've done in our lives. And... Um, if we have to watch it again, it's because we deserved it. <laughs> and you're, now you're channeling me. And um, if we don't have to watch it again, then it's proof that there is a God and and he actually is a benevolent God. Uh huh. But at the same time, um, it was it was visually striking. <laughs> It was. Yeah. It was very competently animated and put together. Yeah. I can I can actually see myself putting this anime on at the end of a long day, specifically because I know I'm going to fall asleep. And it would be, like, somewhat soothing to watch <laughs> and fall asleep, mm. too. Oh, uh, you, you should have watched it first run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as the time slot it was in. No, no I know. <laughs> well, I, I did see a couple episodes when it first came out. And I remember having the conversation, or like thinking to myself, while I was watching it. Is this cool? Right. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, there are parts of it that like seem really cool and interesting, but they they just go nowhere. Yeah. So, like uh, our podcasts. Would, yeah. would you let your kid watch this? 
No. Um, I'm. I might. Um, although again, the female characters are not well treated. Um, yeah, yeah but true. it is very good looking and um, stylish. Like I, I feel like the, this show might point them towards better things. Like if they're like, "Whoa, this is you know that's cool," and then I could be like, "Okay, here, watch you know Batman the Animated Series or Lupin the Third or uh, yeah. or, uh, or any Flash number Gordon. of yeah. yeah or any number of uh, animes or cartoons that um, are more interesting." But I, I wouldn't turn it off if they were watching it, but I don't think I would give it to them, introduce it. <laughs> I'd, be kind of, I'd kind of be shocked to find any of our kids listening to this. When I say our kids, I mean your people's kids. If I walked in the room and saw your kid watching this show, I would be mm-hmm. like, how the fuck did she find that? Why, why, I'd be like, why is she watching that? That's weird. I'd be like, how did she get the TV on? She's like, not old enough. <laughs> she can't even walk yet. She's operating devices. Yeah. Like well, it, and and she's downloaded a hundred apps. And, and she's <laughs> she's has her own Clash of Clans game. <laughs> I um. Although I would like to, if I walked in and saw uh, Mike, if I saw little boy watching this, I would probably be like, yeah, Mike's punishing him for something. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he did something wrong and Mike's punishing him. Yeah, this is a child-sized problem. It is a child-sized problem. <laughs> My kids aren't artistic enough, so I don't see any merit in them watching it. <laughs> That's... So okay, Mike. Because Jesus. of that, because of that, you wouldn't let your kids watch it if they wanted to? Yeah, they're not artistic enough. They can't have good things. They, they can't appreciate, you know, the noir... Noir. Appreciate yeah. the noir. Because they don't know noir. what noir is. Well, this could other be than, like, this could be their entryway than, into that. You know, you could, well, you could show them this and be like, oh, did you like that? Here's a bunch of, a bunch of Humphrey Bogart movies. Yeah, from yeah, back in the there day. you go. They yeah, know, obviously, you go right from this to Humphrey Bogart. Exactly. They know noir because <laughs> Cat Noir in uh, Miraculous. That's what it was. Oh, uh, okay. Miraculous. Cat Noir. Um,. I don't even know what anyway, is. Dave, David, what is our next segment? Yeah, save us from ourselves. All right. So, let's do some redemption. Just in the name of God, ye not guilty. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I'm without sin? Sweet. Nice. That's exciting. I don't have any sin. Well, the quote, the quote, the quote is basically like uh, cast the first stone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those of you who are are without sin. Okay. Adam, are there any, are there any shows you would like to bless or damn? Damn. Hmm. Let's see. I added home movies. I added Edit and Eddie that got removed. Which was the right thing to do. I added Rugrats to get removed. Yeah. Also. (laughs) The right thing to do. Well, here, here's what I'm thinking. I just add a bunch of stuff that Matt doesn't want to watch <laughs> because he's yeah. got uh, he's got a little while in the queue before he's up. Yeah, so I don't want to watch might, his. I don't want to watch that stuff either. I might I might be able to sneak <laughs> it through. So, David, you're saying you've supported my decisions? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you have good taste. 
Alright, fine. Well, we have the and ones I think, that I've I really think he would make here. a good anime, David. S starring, writing. <laughs> well, we, we have the ones we, that I really want on here, which are Invader Zim and Freakazoid. God, so, you have such terrible taste. I Maybe know. we could shrink the list then and give those a better chance to come up. I might there you that. go. Can I there get rid of go. stuff that we already watched in order to keep? Mm. You can put it back on the wait list. Put it back on the wait list, okay. I don't know, that seems debatable. Alright. Just to piss off Derek, I'm cutting Voltron. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm you know, it's not quite as <laughs> it's not quite as funny if he's not here. That's true. Yeah. Or or No, is it, it might be funnier. Because <laughs> <laughs> he won't catch it. It'll be three years from now and he'll be like, Why haven't we watched Voltron? Um, let's see here. I'm going through the list right now. I think that I do do want to, I do want to cut something, and I think that the one that's popping to the front right now for me is the Chuck Norris Kids show, whatever that <laughs> thing is. You want to cut that? Yeah. Wow. Because I think it's only like five five minute episodes. Like I don't even think it's a real cartoon. It sounds so. great. Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Um, I've never really liked Chuck Norris, but I I I would have wanted to see that show because it sounds so bad. <laughs> you know, I heard uh, Chuck Norris got bit by a snake once, mm -hmm. and after five agonizing days of pain, um, mm -hmm. the snake Good, finally died. Mm -hmm. Yes, you landed the joke. Perfect. Yeah. I heard that All Chuck right. Norris had his bottom ribs removed so that he could better blow um, mm -hmm. Mar Marilyn Manson. <laughs> you almost landed that joke. I heard almost. he got his uh, bottom ribs removed so that he could do a roundhouse kick, it, kick to his own nards. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because only yes. he could land that kick. Only he could kick himself in his own nards. I kind of want to take a stand against all the live action shows we have clipped oh, on. I might support that. So I think that I want to get rid of HR Puffin stuff. Because okay. it also Ooh. seems like a really bad acid trip. And I think we should put that on the Patreon for when we all take acid and watch TV. <laughs> That's kind of why I wanted to see it because it was it's it is like taking trash LSD. It is. Uh, but uh, I have actually I don't have any problem with that. I don't mind never seeing that show. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna send that to the uh, to the wait list and see if somebody else wants to bite the bullet and put it back on. Okay, so you've removed Chuck Norris Karate Commandos and HR Puffin stuff. Ooh, I think what might have been funnier is if I took off HR Puffin stuff. And then added soul of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I think this whole segment now is just how to grief each other. I think that you are right. That's the okay. whole show. Uh, David, I will stick with yeah. my original decision. No more Chuck and Puff. No more Chuck and Puff. David, what is our, our next segment? <laughs> well... Usually, David, please I, save us I from would, ourselves. 
usually I would take this time to uh, roll for the next show, but we already decided that for our Christmas show, we're going to do a He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. And it's a two-parter, right? It's going to be a two-parter? <laughs> it's, it's twice as long as a normal show. Okay, okay. So David. we will have a six-hour episode of Amazingly Terrible to coincide with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to roll for initiative. Well, I've uh, done the roll, and Matt, you are going to be pre- presenting the He-Man special. Aww, oh, thank you. Nice. That's it's nice. nice that you you would entrust this Christmas to me. But next time, Mike is going to tell us about Hammerman. The MC Hammer cartoon. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Stop. Hammer time. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Poor MC Hammer. I also would have accepted you can't touch this. I would also uh, accept stop in the name of love. That's not him. I also and would have also... accepted under pressure. Under pressure. Mm-hmm. It goes down on me when What I about collaborating and listening? Yeah. I don't think actually uh, under pressure and stop go together. Well, uh, I think that next week uh, Mike is going to collaborate and listen. Because <laughs> Basically Terrible is going to be back with a whole new edition. I think it's a whole. Is it a whole new edition or invention? I never understood him. I'm pretty sure it was edition. I don't know. You know, he's he's actually like a very successful uh, real estate mogul right now, right? Um, real estate. Yep. You're gonna be your egg. There's gonna be so much egg on your face when we get big with the real estate crowd. That's well, when amazingly terrible turns into a real estate brokerage firm, right? And yeah. we all get three <laughs> three piece suits with. Uh, Brightly colored pocket squares. David, what are we doing next? Uh, David, what are we doing? I think we're what are we doing about... with our lives? <laughs> what about our, our one universe? Oh, the one universe, right. No. Damn it, man. We're, we're going away. With... I thought we we're doing away with that. No, we're not doing away with it. You, Both you and Derek keep asking us to get rid of it, <laughs> and that just fuels us further. Just makes us yeah. want to go deeper. We In feed fuel. on your anger. Yes. Yeah, your sweet, sweet tears. Your suffering suckles us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll suckle your face. Oh, you will? That's nice. <laughs> it's, it's one of the many services I provide. Thank you, Mike. Um, I have something. Um, Ooh, I'm okay. going to say that... Uh, uh, what's the name of the city? Penitent City? No, it's uh, Paradigm. Paradigm, Paradigm City. city. Uh, Paradigm City is a node on the generation ship. Here, here's the question I have, and and this is the reason why. At some point in time, we need to do our very special episode of Amazingly Terrible, where we focus on the uh, one universe timeline. Oh, I thought it was where we learned about the dangers of doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> what we learned it's about so dangerous. The dangers of doing drugs is just like us having a really good time. In yeah, a, like very consequence free environment. With just a little bit and, of heroin, and, and then me forming my own secret identity so that my job doesn't 
ever find out. <laughs> yeah, but then then at the end of the episode, the the really cool, awesome new character that joined us for that episode dies. And we all learn an important lesson. We we finally get Dan to come on, and he just yeah, dies. Yeah. At the end of it. He just dies at the end of the episode. <laughs> but he was so cool. He really had it all together. I don't get it. Nice. Zach. Zach. Um. Zan. Oh, I'm so sad about Zan. Oh, it's Zan. Oh, Why no. did he have to die? Zan killed for narrative reasons. <laughs> Oh, uh, so I like Zan. That's good. I think maybe the event that made everyone lose their memory was being infested by symbiotes. See, I was what? I was going that way too. I was thinking that this was the uh, widget, the world symbiotic, um, mm. basically infecting all of these humans, and then the mask somehow manages to work the symbiote out of these creatures or out of the humans or possibly the humans just sort of rejected the symbiote and when they came to the, the cataclysmic event that destroyed the world had already happened and they just are now rebuilding society. How, how about how about this all the characters are the symbiote but they think they're these characters hmm interesting so it's just sort of like a bored hive mind playing out some yeah, that's why the show is so trope. boring because every character is the same. <laughs> no, I can I can definitely see that. It'd be like, oh, I saw these old noir movies. I just want to, I want to yeah. try to play those old noir movies for myself. Yeah, he, it's basically yeah. the symbiote is like playing with its toys. Nice, nice. I like it. I like that a lot. I was going to say that like the symbiote like programmed itself to only infest humans and all of the other like. Uh, animal creatures it consumed. Oh, okay. It had eaten all the. It had eaten everything but the humans. So like right. de- it devoured like everything on the world, all the biomass in the world, basically, and then infected the humans. Yeah, okay. or at least all the stuff in the dome. Okay, okay. But then they in in this they can actually walk outside of the dome, so they and. They go yeah, out into like the wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it did destroy outside of the dome as well as inside. Well, something did. Something did. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess. I the, mean, the, I mean, the whole reason they built the domes was because the world was being destroyed. The planet yeah. was coming. Yeah. Well, the dome. The the dome makes it. That's how far you have to sweep. Like the wasteland's all blowing in, and you, you got to sweep it out to the edge of the dome, and then you can stop. Otherwise, you'd sweep the whole wasteland. <laughs> exactly. I feel like you're one of my employees now working in the store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you yeah. Told yeah. Us. See? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how you work with all those gangsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Clayton's. Yeah. 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 Clayton's for you. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. I'll only sweep it to the door, eh? Oh, Bugsy. <laughs> Bugsy. Yeah. <laughs> It's Coitons. 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 And there's some drapes. Drapes. <laughs> carpet. <laughs> Did the Coitons mess the carpet? The linoleum. And check out this tapestry. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Now you're going medieval on us. Going medieval on your ass. You're going, you've gone full medieval. 
Mm-hmm. Let's get 24th century on his ass. Oh, that's what I should have done. I should have put a Futurama on. Ooh. Oh, well. Such is life. There will be other redemptions. Um, Not for us. Okay, so you think that we're on True Earth. A.K.A. Counter Earth. Yes. <laughs> yes. Counter True Earth. This, Counter True Earth, yes. This whole segment just... <laughs> just it's just designed to torture both you and Derek. And this is this is after the end of uh the end of Evangelion Earth Prime of uh, Spider-Man. Of Spider-Man, yeah. Yep. Uh in which the symbiote has infected the entire world. Yes. David's say, trying to get out of this. <laughs> okay, David. David's trying to pull the plug on us. I've been David and I can't remember anything that happened more than 40 years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's um, got amnesia. That's I'm actually Mike a great and... point, David. Let's dive back into this because none of these people <laughs> that we looked God. at were over forty years old. They all look, all look like they might have been in like their mid to late thirties. So, yeah, why does late it matter? To mid thirties. Why does it matter if they had amnesia from before they were born? Right. Um, I mean, it, I think it's that like nobody knows how the city works and why it works that way. So their parents didn't raise them with that knowledge because they didn't have it. And instead of actually trying to explore and figure it out on their own, they just assume that there's, like, monsters underground that they're not going to go Yeah, I don't know what they're... I mean, they clearly have psychological problems. Okay. I'm Mike, and frogs excrete foreign objects from out of their body. Nice. Okay. I'm, I'm Matt. And I have been Adam. You know that frogs have like, a, have like a semi-permeable membrane yeah, so for skin. It's an evolutionary trait because frogs kind of hop around happenstance. So when they get impaled by random objects, they're actually able to absorb those through their liver and then um, excrete it out of their body. Um, so... Actually, scientists figured that out because they actually put tracking um, devices inside of frogs, and they kept on finding them um, outside of frogs, like on the forest floor. They found out that if you implant a chip amazingly terrible is produced by David. Send your emails to monotonously terrific at amazingdaryl.com. Music by Josh Woodward. Uh, so the, the big. David, did you have something you wanted to add? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you just wanted us to get the fuck on with it? <laughs> yeah. Will you please talk about the fucking cartoon we watched? <laughs> It's not a cartoon, it's art.